Hello, my chosen ones. To, today is February 9th, 2024. And uh, today we will, in fact, get some viable teaching or teachings of Jesus Christ. It will be like we were right there with his disciples, just taking in every word. Now, the other day, I did give you... Uh, uh, give you how he came into the world. Now we skip all the way ahead to where he begins his journey the to defining his purpose, which is to die for our sins, which we are forgiven for. So don't forget that. Um, for your past sin, you're, you're given you're forgiven for your past sins your present sins and even the ones you have no clue that you will end up partaking in and that is what is called your future sins now I will discuss him being baptized by John the Baptist he starts to meet individuals who will eventually become his followers and then you will hear him teach so listen closely, and lastly, I will be reading uh, two readings for you and share with you, um, again, the football analogy, if I can remember it. Um, it may be shortened this time, but that's so so far uh, for that part. Um, so I'm sorry, so for that part, you may want to have a pen and some paper because it will be very helpful for you to decipher who is there for you and who is not. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So John baptizes Jesus, and this is the beginning of Scripture 3, where it states, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now, Jumping all the way to scripture 13, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be, to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So that's the first part, he gets baptized by John the Baptist. Then, moving along to Scripture 4, he it, it's like, here comes, here comes the devil. So, as Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, after, afterwards he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, 
command that these stones become bread. So he's like, okay, you're hungry. Turn that, that those stones into bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil, once again, took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Again, Jesus said to him, no, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world. Wow. All the kingdom of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things, look at all these things. I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So this is Isaiah the prophet saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Zephtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light was dawned. So from the time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. So he saw Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. In the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, he called them, and immediately, and immediately they left the boat. So this is where he starts to get his followers. You know, it's, it's beginning to take place. Everything's going swell. And their father, and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and heading all kinds of and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame, his fame went throughout all Syria 
and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon demon possessed epilept, epileptics and paralytics that's p a r a l y t i c s i believe that means paralyzed and he healed them great multitudes followed him from galilee and from the decapolis jerusalem judea and beyond the jordan scripture 5 now this is where we get into his teachings so pay attention because this is the last scripture that we will read and then i will read the daughters god wants to loose and then i will read um initiate your blessings and then that will be it for today so, and seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain, and when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught, and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will be no means will be no means passed from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of scribes and Pharisees, you will be no means enter the kingdom. You will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Let me read that again because I want to read it right because this is coming directly from Jesus Christ himself. 
For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will be no you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will be, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your hand, right hand causes you, you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immortality causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oaths to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his foot, his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your hand, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes and your no be no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn to turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, 
love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil or makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you have you? Do not even do not even the tax collectors do the same. And do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren, only what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect. So some of those sayings we have heard before, I'm sure you have heard before, um, especially um, in uh, scripture 543. Um, I've heard all of those sayings before and um, a, lot of, a lot of the things that he's saying are a little bit different. Uh, it might not work with us today in this day and age, but um, it is good to hear um, scripture starting um, on Tuesday. We will start with scripture 6. He is still teaching um, 6 through 7 and then through 6, six 7, and 8. Uh, we will keep reading on the things that he's teaching us. Um, I'll be reading uh, what more of his teachings. Um, now I want to read The Daughters God Wants to Loose and then ending with Initiate Your Blessing and then um, just quickly going over the football analogy. So this is The Daughters The Daughters God Wants to Loose. My mother used to say, that a burned child dreads fire. Her illustration is applicable because we dread things. Her illustration is applicable because we dread things from the past that we associate with this, with discomfort and, and with discomfort and pain. It keeps us from being whole and confident when you consider a need to be healed or loosed from trauma. It would be a God-given gift to live as if what happened had not happened. God gives us grace not only to overcome the things we face, but also to overcome the effects of the things we face. Satan doesn't want you to be able to run to your heavenly father and be healed because you will then live as if the trauma had never occurred. Therefore, even when it comes to approaching God, the enemy will try the enemy will try to make you a little uncomfortable when you kneel down to say our father that term father may not give you the comfort that it gives to others you may be tormented by a memory you may be wrestling with a distrust that aborts your faith and destroys your confidence our father what is that to you a father may be someone who left and did not return or a father may be someone who touched you inappropriately. Or he may be the one who lied to your uh, mother and betrayed the family trust. 
When you hear the word father, you may smell liquor or hear heavy breathing and slurred speech. You may hear grunting and recall gropings and secrets. You remember secret sm smiles and lewd looks stolen at the dinner table while mother was looking in another direction. You feel no closeness and you have no trust. You are just afraid. You associate the problem with the gender rather than with the person who inflicted the pain. You feel as if all men are the same. This is a prejudice that we have never marched about. There is no legislation against this prejudice, yet homes all over America are being destroyed by prejudice concepts. Where, absurd, where abused and mistreated persons have survived an injury but are scarred with a stereotyped definition of what men are all about. Many a good husband has lost the wife he loves to memories that have tormented her all of her life. She couldn't quite seem to trust him or anyone else who looked like the one who hurt her. She is a woman whom God wants to lose. He wants to lose lose her so that he can be free so that she can be free to love herself, her husband, and her her life and even her God. So that went along um, with what I'm going to read uh, Tuesday, uh, Matthew uh, 6, 9. And then another one um, I'm going to read to kind of go, it goes into Tuesday as well for Matthew 7, 7. It's um, initiate your blessing. So it reads, you must initiate your blessing. Go to God with the facts of your situation and lay them out in systematic order. Not with wild wailings and flailings. Never allow the enemy to use your emotions against you. If you ever ask for anything, you will never receive anything. So if you never ask for it, you're not going to receive it. Many people are so passive that they hang around life as limp as old rag dolls and never stand up to the circumstances or enforce change. At the other extreme are the people who argue about everything. They are bitter and mean, priding themselves on being overbearing and outspoken. Neither is effective. Neither is effective. Overbearing women isolate themselves because men find them so obnoxious that they had rather hide from them than confront them. Passive women are taken for granted and abused because they feel powerless to provoke change. God wants women who will speak up without ranting and raving. They trick, the trick is to balance the two extremes. However, even God will not release blessings to someone who will not speak up. He teaches emphatically that necessity of being an initiator if you don't initiate it. Nothing significant will ever occur in your life. No, nothing significant will ever occur in your life. It is totally up to you. If there is no asking, seeking, and knocking, there will be no giving, finding, and opening. Can you see why many women are living in frustration? They are filled with wonderful memories and fantasies, but their reality may not be what they desire. Too many people sit around and wish something would happen. This will make you stagnant and miserable. If you have dreams and aspirations, move toward those goals with vigor and precision. Most Christians feel that God will do it all. That's not true. If Hannah had not prayed in the spirit for a child, that's faith, 
and then slept with Elkanah works, there would never have been a Samuel. That's the fruit. And you can find this story in 1 Samuel 1.20. You have to make your actions line up with your conversations or you will live a fruitless life. What is even worse is that the fact you are in old age, that you are in your old age, you will have to eat the fruit of what you did in your youth. Be careful what you cook. Initiate your blessing. So initiate your blessing, manifest, uh, speak positive uh, about, you know, ask for it. That's, that's, um, the main thing, just ask for it. Write it down. Write down your goals. Um, but that is all that I have from the Bible today. Like I said, Tuesday, we will go into uh, Scripture 6, 7, and 8. But let me leave you with this because it's Super Bowl uh, Sunday, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and I like to have a little fun. Um, I did this a couple weeks ago. In a podcast, but I wanna I wanna say this. Think about football and your offense, not the defense, but the offense. You are the you're the quarterback. Think about who is your wide receiver. Your your Bible is your your playbook. Your the owner of the team is is the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. God is the owner. You have, who do you have as your wide receiver, your running back, um, and your your kicker that will kick that field goal? Um, you could also think of who's your backups. What if that one wide receiver gets hurt? What if that running back gets hurt? Um, just think of it that way. Uh, write down, take the, the, take the offense, what's on the offense, running back, cornerback, tight end, wide receiver, take those positions and write down next to them, because you know you're the quarterback, but write down next to those positions, who is there for you. Now, you may have a bigger circle. Um, of people who you can call on. If you do, that is great. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be honest, my circle is very small, but when I need them, some of them I can call. If they don't have it, they just don't have it, and that's all there is to it. But yes, that's what I wanted to touch on, is that it's, it's football se- it's football season, it's ending Sunday is the Super Bowl. No matter who you're rooting for, um, we're going to put God into it. Uh, God is the owner. Uh, he's the owner of the team. Your, your, uh, the playbook is the Bible. Make sure you have that playbook at all times. Jesus is your coach. He's, he's there. Um, you also have your, your the other coaches are the spirit guides, the, you know, those are the ones that are also t- giving plays. So with that said, I would like to uh, wish you all a good weekend. Have a great day. And I will definitely speak with you on Monday. Uh, Monday is a topic day. 
that's what I've you know, I'm trying now I'm getting consistent Monday will be we'll be discussing a, a topic um, I'm not for sure what that topic is but we that's that's what those days are so I hope you continue to uh, tune in if you uh, tune in and you like what you're hearing uh, be sure to share and uh, make sure you follow share this podcast with your friends family anyone who uh, needs to listen somebody because I am authentic sometimes you'll hear, hear background noise you'll hear my dog barking but um, I am a very often I'm real I that's what chosen ones are they're real they they're not fake they um, they're isolated but we do have we follow like-minded individuals um, I follow uh, several individuals on social media, Facebook, and um, that's where I find that's that's where my family is. Um, I'm also starting a Facebook page. Uh, once that is completed, I will let you know. And um, I'm starting to go ahead and update this page and make it into something. You know, get it going. Um, I'm finding my my consistency in it. I'm being consistent, and uh, I want to grow my father followers. I want to be able to help individuals. So this is my purpose, is teaching. So with that said, I want you all to have a great day. Have a blessed day. Enjoy the, the game on Sunday. Um, be positive. Think positive. Um, those quarterbacks just found out they love the Lord as well. So I'm rooting for both of them, but my team is the the uh chiefs because i am from missouri that was i was born and raised but other than that have a great day and enjoy your weekend enjoy your sunday especially um but that football analogy uh write that down uh, and and put it up somewhere put it on a sticky pad put it on somewhere where you can see it and those are your uh, putting uh, phone numbers next to it or their emails you know so you can either text or call. Um, but that's all that I have. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to the God's Chosen One podcast show. I have great things coming up. I just don't want to really, really speak about them because um, I'm working. I'm still working on them to where there's other platforms that you can you know, join me at. Thank you so much for joining and have a good day.